Hey there, welcome to Skincare School, your ultimate skincare study guide. My name is Amy Clark and I'm Adore Beauty's Senior Editor. And I'm Michelle Wong of Lab Muffin Beauty Science. This week on Skincare School. Antioxidants are sort of like shields, they absorb the damage, they stop the domino from falling further. I'm literally picturing them like in full head to toe gear with the shields and going, rah, you yeah. shall not pass. Yeah, they're the bouncers. Yes. Everyone's like, drink green tea, it's got lots of antioxidants, it's good Uh, for you. Meh. I'm one of those people that likes to think that they would drink green tea instead of coffee, but... (laughs) (laughs) One gets knocked down and it gets up again. To quote Chumbawamba. (laughs) I just love the idea that all of these ingredients are just there for each other. It's ingredient supporting ingredients. Exactly. Michelle, we are back. And I mean, last week's episode on vitamin A, big episode, a lot of information to get through. And now we're kind of doing the ABCs of skincare, but not in order, because first we did B, then we've done A, and now we are doing today vitamin C slash antioxidants. So Michelle, I know for you, this is another episode where it's going to involve a lot of big words that are hard to pronounce, right? Definitely. So I'm going to try to not make it too scary. Um, So you can always refer back to the show notes for the actual names, but there are going to be a couple of long names. I'll try to not go into too much detail because (laughs) we could be listing them all day. Yes. Okay. So let's get right into it because vitamin C is one of those ingredients that's, I don't know about you, but I probably only started using vitamin C, oh, I almost want to say I wasn't using a vitamin C until I started at Adore Beauty last year, which I know, bad beauty editor. It was just one of those ingredients that just felt like a too hard basket. I just thought I'm using my other serums. I don't really need a vitamin C, but can you please run us through what is a vitamin C and how is it different to an antioxidant and why is it important we need one? Yeah, so vitamin C is a bit of a tricky ingredient. And yes, it is an antioxidant. So what an antioxidant is, is firstly, let's talk about free radicals. Free radicals are really reactive substances. They're in your skin and they can cause chain reactions, which are what it sounds like. Like it's like a domino effect. It'll react with one thing. That thing will react with another thing. And free radicals are important for some processes in your body. But the problem is if they're in the wrong place, then they cause a chain reaction. And then that chain reaction can involve your body. So when it hits your body like a domino, it will damage the cells in your body. So it'll damage things like DNA or damage different things inside your body. As you can imagine, if it damages your skin, that is skin damage. So it can build up to things like wrinkles, uneven coloring, weird texture, things like that. And it can even lead to cancer. So they're not great. So things that can cause free radicals, as you would expect, the sun The sun is one of the big things that really impacts our skin. Also smoking, pollution, and really just like time. So because free radicals are generated by our body, then over time, then that damage builds up. So your body luckily has things that absorb the damage. And one of those things is antioxidants. Antioxidants are sort of like shields. They absorb the damage. They stop the domino from falling further. Right now I'm literally picturing these antioxidants as, I don't know, all dressed up in full gear with shields being like, rah, you shall not pass into my skin barrier. Yeah, they're the bouncers. Yes. The bouncers to keep out these free radicals. 
Vitamin C is one of the main antioxidants in your body. It's naturally in there, but it turns out if you put it on your skin, it will do even more. So there are lots of studies on using vitamin C on your skin and it helps soak up this damage. It also does a couple of other things. So it can also help with increasing collagen and fading pigment. Okay. So that's what vitamin C is and does in a nutshell with some bouncer nightclubbing analogies, but moving on. So we know that vitamin C is the umbrella term, but then kind of like what we were talking about last week with vitamin A is that there are actually all these forms or derivatives of vitamin C that sit underneath the term. So it's kind of hard to know what you're meant to be looking for. So if I turn around my vitamin C serum bottle, like what are the words or what are the forms of vitamin C that I want to be seeing in the ingredients list? Yeah, I guess this is the tricky part of vitamin C and why a lot of people are a bit scared of it. So the most effective and studied version is ascorbic acid, also sometimes called L-ascorbic acid. So the L refers to like the shape of it. It's sort of like left hand, right hand. But in reality, all ascorbic acid found in skincare products is going to be L-ascorbic acid. So don't worry too much about the L part. Yeah, so ascorbic acid is the most effective and studied one. But the problem is it breaks down pretty easily. It's pretty unstable. So it doesn't last for very long, which is why you might have heard that vitamin C serums, you can only really use them for three to six months before you need to chuck them out. The other issue is you can probably tell from the word acid, it only really works at low pH, which is not amazing for your skin. So it's quite acidic. It can sting. It can irritate skin. One weird thing about it is that it also breaks down into one of the ingredients in fake tan. Oh. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Which is kind of good if you like fake tan, but also because it's not designed to be a fake tan product, you can end up with like uneven staining of your skin. So don't worry about the fake tan. If you are trying to fade pigment and you're getting a fake tan thing, it's only in like the very top layers. It comes off just like fake tan after a couple of weeks. It's almost, it's kind of like when you're dating someone and they're amazing, but then there's just a few red flags. Yeah, just just a few that make you think, hmm, can I really spend the rest of my life with you? Oh, yeah, and also um, the smell. Oh, there's so many different descriptions of this eloscopic acid kind of scent. Some people think it smells like fake tan. Some people think it smells like biscuits or urine. Yeah, like sometimes I think the one that I think is my favorite is hot dog water. Hot dog water. Delicious. Exactly what I want to put on my face. It's a bit of an issue. So yeah, luckily we have a few other options. So there are derivatives of vitamin C. Basically they took ascorbic acid and they changed it a bit. That makes it more stable. A lot of the time it gets rid of that fake tan problem. It gets rid of the smell. But the problem is a lot of these aren't as well studied. We have less evidence for them, but they can get around a lot of the issues that stop people from using ascorbic acid. So what you're looking for is ascorb in the name of the ingredient. The best studied and popular ones are probably sodium ascorbyl phosphate, magnesium ascorbyl phosphate, ascorbyl glucoside. So you can hear the ascorb theme going on. There's also um, 3-O-ethyl ascorbic acid, which is a lot like ascorbic acid. It's probably the closest one, but it absorbs a bit better into the skin than ascorbic acid, the usual version. And there's another one, which is kind of cool, which is ascorbyl tetraisopalmitate. And this one is oil soluble. So a lot of the vitamin C products are water soluble, which means you have to put on a sort of liquidy serum onto your skin. But this one is oil soluble. So if you want it in an oil form, you can actually get vitamin C in an oil form. 
So apart from vitamin C, we have other antioxidants as well that you'll find in a lot of skincare products. And a lot of people love antioxidants because, yeah, they help with so much. So one of the really popular ones that you'll find with vitamin C is vitamin E. Vitamin E actually helps out vitamin C because vitamin C is so unstable, it tends to break down in your skin like the moment a free radical hits it. So vitamin E can actually undo that and like regenerate vitamin C. So if they're synergistic, they kind of help each other out. It's like, I don't know, the bouncer falls over and someone pushes him back up, um, like one of those little like rocking dolls. Another good one is coenzyme Q10. This is found naturally in your body. I think it's like a popular dietary supplement. So you might've heard it in that context as well. But yeah, so it goes down with age. And so if you add it back to your skin, in theory, it'll help you gain back that free radical soaking ability of your skin. Other ones that you might see, a lot of them come from plants. And that this is because I mean, if you think about the life of a plant, it stands out in the sun. And so it gets attacked by sun damage all the time. So it needs to make things that help soak up that sun damage. So ferulic acid is one that you'll see combined with vitamin C and E a lot. There's also green tea polyphenols. Again, like you might have heard about this in the context of diet. Everyone's like, drink green tea. It's got lots of antioxidants. Uh, It's good for you. Meh. I'm one of those people that likes to think they would drink green tea instead of coffee, but no. Not doing that. (laughs) I know it's good for me, but nah, I like an ice latte. Yeah, I feel you. Another one that you might have heard of is people are like, oh yeah, drink red wine. It's got antioxidants. This is a little bit more appealing than green tea, I think, for a lot of people. Absolutely. So yeah, red wine has resveratrol. A lot of the time, if you see like an active ingredient and you look it up, you'll see that it's an antioxidant. So that will help with this sort of soaking free radical stuff. So as we've been saying, vitamin C, incredible, but also quite complicated. So can we just run through, you know, some of the reasons why vitamin C can be problematic for some people and some people find that it irritates their skin? For example, can every skin type use the same form of vitamin C? So vitamin C is so tricky because Yeah, you need to have a low pH for it to work, which means it's quite acidic. So the pH scale, seven is neutral. Your skin is sitting around 5.5-ish. And then vitamin C serums, usually they're around the two or three and a half mark, which is quite acidic, quite irritating. And some people's skin just can't take it. So you end up with sensitive skin. You end up with maybe even like a mild chemical burn. When you put other products on it, your skin starts stinging, like things that shouldn't sting, water, moisturizers, things like that. So yeah, a lot of people find that after they use a vitamin C product for a while, their skin might end up a lot sadder than it used to be. Like it's just like, (laughs) it's suffering a bit. It's a bit red. But because of the vitamin C derivatives, you don't actually have to suffer through that while still getting some of the benefits of the vitamin C. So yeah, if you've had a bad experience with vitamin C in the past, don't be completely put off because there are ways around it. Yes. So we're going to get into these, you know, different vitamin C recommendations for different skin types in our best in class segment. But now let's roll straight through into today's pop quiz. Alrighty, Michelle, time for another pop quiz. And I feel like this is always a really fun segment for me. I feel like it's a little bit stressful, but I guess that is what a quiz is like. Totally. We are in a school environment after all. So first question, true or false, vitamin C serums go off. Now, I'm kind of 
thinking about this as if it's my, you know, my chicken breast in the fridge and <laughs> I need to know what day is the last day that I can be bothered to cook it. Um, short answer, yes. Vitamin C, just like your chicken, um, <laughs> it will last longer in the fridge. And that's because heat is one of the things that can make vitamin C break down. So yeah, heat, light, oxygen, all of these things can make it break down faster than it should. And if you have a skincare fridge, this is one of the big things that should go in the skincare fridge. If you can be bothered doing it, I personally cannot. Yes. I feel like that is the thing with beauty and skincare. We can give you all the information. We can tell you all the things of what we should do and what the best practice is. But then it comes back to the middle ground where it's like, okay, what am I actually realistically going to do? Walking to the fridge to get my vitamin C serum, probably too much effort for me. Yeah. So if you keep it in the dark, that's good. So don't put it like in the sun. Don't put it on like a pretty windowsill where you've got your like beautiful skincare display. To be honest, like most things don't last very long in the sun. You've probably seen stuff fading and that is going to happen to your products as well. In general, all products should really be kept in the dark in a cool place and put the lid back on tightly so you don't have extra oxygen going in. This is actually a common theme that comes up a lot in our pop quiz segments because, you know, there's a common myth that the higher the percentage of the active ingredient, you know, you're going to get results, you know, faster, better, stronger results. Sorry, I'm I'm quoting Kanye West here. Um, (laughs) But is there a vitamin C percentage that is going to be better or get you results faster? Short answer, no. Um, So obviously if you have zero, nothing's going to happen. So you need to have a certain percentage before stuff starts to happen. And when we talk about, and we talked about this in the vitamin A episode about when products or, you know, ingredients, active ingredients have been proven to be effective in clinical trials or in studies, mm. usually it's it's proven to be effective within a window of a percentage, so, you know, starting here and effective up to here. Yeah. So with most studies, they do a number of different concentrations and at some point they realize the benefits stop coming and the irritation doesn't stop. So you're getting more irritation with no extra benefits and irritation is not good for your skin. Like getting inflamed skin, that sort of slowly leads to other things. There's all this stuff about inflammaging, which is like where extra inflammation actually ages your skin faster. It will kind of undo some of the benefits of an antioxidant. So the sweet spot for a vitamin C for ascorbic acid products is usually 5 to 15%. Then coming on to price, which again, we ask this all the time, does expensive skincare actually, you know, work better than more affordable skincare? There's so many conversations that we have around this, but when it comes to vitamin C, is more expensive better or is it a bit more nuanced and complicated than that? It is definitely more complicated. So I think we touched on this before, but basically price reflects a lot of things. One of the things is the actual stuff inside the bottle. A lot of the other stuff is like marketing, price positioning, the packaging even, which is sometimes important as well because it keeps out the light, the heat, the oxygen. Yeah, vitamin C is one of the ones where there tends to be like a bottom price and that is like a relatively high price compared to a lot of other ingredients. And that's because of the instability. So extra tricks are needed to keep the vitamin C stable. And because of these extra tricks, this can add to the cost. Final question. A lot of the time when I open up a vitamin C product and I give it a whiff or I have a look at the color, 
it's either smells really citrusy or it's you know smells like oranges or it actually is orange in color does that is that actually the ingredients inside the product or have they been put in there to kind of tie into this marketing connotation with vitamin c and oranges and carrots and i don't know other ingredients that have vitamin c in them it's usually other stuff so ascorbic acid itself is actually clear and colorless if you just dissolve it in water it looks like water and it doesn't really have a smell at the start it might be slightly sour but as it breaks down slowly it turns more orange so a lot of people might see your vitamin C serum will get darker over time and that's because the ascorbic acid is breaking down and if it gets too dark then that's the point at which you chuck it out so some companies do actually color it orange as well because yeah we think of vitamin C we think of oranges and so that's sort of what we expect so yeah in terms of the smell it doesn't have to smell in terms of the color Sometimes they put in the orange color to hide the oxidation so it's less disturbing when it slowly turns colored. Ah, okay. But sometimes it's actually some of the other stuff that they add to help stabilize the vitamin C. Like the color it starts at isn't a good indication of whether it's vitamin C, but if you notice a change in the color and if it changes a lot, then it's probably time to check out that serum. Before we talk about the actual vitamin C serums, probably one of the most common questions I get about vitamin C is, where do I put it in my routine? Where does this magical ingredient fit in my already really extensive, strict regimen? So is vitamin C morning and night, morning or night? And how do you layer it with other products? So vitamin C can actually go morning or night or even both if you're really into vitamin C. And I guess it really depends on what you you want it for. So in the morning, it can act as a bouncer for all those free radicals that the sun might cause. If you don't want to sort of like waste your vitamin C on like this bouncing thing, maybe you might want to put it on at night so that there's more of it on your skin to help with pigment or collagen or whatever. Um, There is a myth that vitamin C causes sun sensitivity. It actually doesn't. It does the opposite. It actually helps protect your skin from the sun because it can soak up the free radicals. So yeah, put it anywhere you like. Then in terms of how to layer it with your other products that you're using in the morning or nighttime, whatever's your jam, um, I like to use my vitamin C serum on cleansed skin because I don't want anything coming between my skin cells and those bounces that are going to kick free radicals to the curb. Um, But if we go back to episode three, we actually talked about how to layer serums and you want to layer by your most pressing concern. And in the morning, my most pressing concern is that free radical protection. And so that's why I do vitamin C and then I go over the top with a hyaluronic acid or any kind of hydrating product, a moisturizer, and then sunscreen. That kind of covers how to add vitamin C into your routine. So let's move into the part where we talk about, but which vitamin C serum, you know, which vitamin C is best for my skin type? So I think we have to start with SkinCeutical C Ferulic Serum because this was the very first vitamin C serum. A lot of the original research on vitamin C was done by SkinCeutical's founders. And that's the reason they founded SkinCeutical's because they had all this really exciting stuff about ascorbic acid and how good it was for skin. SkinCeuticals have a patent on a particular formula, which is they're allowed to use pure ascorbic acid between pH 2 and 3.5 and at a concentration between 10 and 20%. Basically, no other brands are allowed to do this. If they're doing this, they are technically doing it illegally. 
So a lot of the time to get around this, other brands will have a lower concentration of ascorbic acid, or they might actually go with a lower pH than two, which is where it starts to get really, really irritating, or it might not work as well. So this is one of the reasons why SkinCeuticals is so expensive and why people still want to pay the price for it, because they have a lock on this formula. And this is the most proven. Basically, it's the godfather of vitamin C. Exactly. So SkinCeutical C Ferulic obviously has CE and Ferulic. It's got 15% vitamin C, 1% vitamin E, and 0.5% Ferulic acid. And because they've got all of these different antioxidants, they all kind of help support each other. Like one gets knocked down and it gets up again, to quote Chumbawamba. (laughs) I just love the idea that all these ingredients are just there for each other. Ingredients supporting ingredients. Exactly. And I think it it has to be said that $218 for a 30ml bottle of serum is very expensive. It Mm. is good to know, though, that there's a reason why it's that expensive. And I know it does sound like this episode is brought to you by SkinCeuticals. It's more just that, as we were saying, that brand has essentially invested in and pioneered the technology around vitamin Cs that can do their jobs without irritating the skin. If we talk about the texture and the scent, the scent is whether it's hot dog water or whether <laughs> it's something else, it is definitely an acquired scent. But that's the, the smell is actually of the ingredients. And I think it's a testament to the fact that people still use this product and spend the $218, even though it has a bit of a hectic smell. It just means that it's a really good product. But also the texture is quite interesting. It's more of a not oily because it's water soluble, but it's kind of this slightly sticky, thicker, serum texture that can feel a bit oily. So when you do apply it to the skin, it does take a minute or so to sink in. Once it's sinked in, it doesn't leave in, doesn't leave any oily residue or anything like that. But it is definitely the scent and the texture are something that you get used to when you use this product. Now, just because CE Ferulic is the vitamin C that we talk about all the time doesn't mean it's going to be suitable for everyone. And so if you have normal to on the drier side, CE is for you. If you are more oily in combination, then you'd probably lean more towards SkinCeuticals vitamin C that's been formulated with oily combination acne prone skin in mind. And that is the SkinCeuticals Floritin CF. So it's the same size, same price, $218 for 30 mil. But this formulation has been designed with some changes to then CE, but it's been formulated to combat some of the irritation that an oily or a combination skin type might experience when using the traditional CE formula. Yeah, so this one has 2% fluoritin, 10% L-ascorbic acid, and 0.5% ferulic acid. Again, it's got that combination of antioxidants that can help boost each other and keep each other active. And yeah, even though it's a slightly different formula, it still matches that patent that SkinCeuticals have, that really well-researched pure ascorbic acid, correct pH, correct concentration. So fluoritin is another antioxidant. This is a pretty unusual one. I think SkinCeuticals are the main company that actually uses it. Like all antioxidants, it helps soak up free radical damage. It can also help improve skin cell turnover, which means that next week we'll go into this whole exfoliation thing, but it helps your skin cells come off properly and like regenerate properly. And it can also help with pigmentation. 
So there's also Aspect Jungle Brew, which I've actually been using recently. So this actually has a different version of vitamin C. It's got sodium ascorbyl phosphate, which is one of those more stable ones. And it doesn't need to be at as low a pH. So this is more at a neutral pH, so pH 7 to 8, which means that it's going to probably be a lot less irritating if you are sensitive to these low pH products. So it's got a whole bunch of other extracts as well, apart from just the sodium ascorbyl phosphate. It's got a bunch of plant extracts, and these are all antioxidant. They also help reduce redness and they help with irritation. And so, yeah, if your skin is really easily irritated, this might be a really good option for you. Another reason why Jungle Brew is a really great option if you are someone that has used a vitamin C and then broken out or you get kind of inflamed or any of that kind of irritation is because it's been designed to be an antioxidant serum, but also your blemish inflammation kind of treatment product. It also leaves a matte finish, which I'm a dry lady, so I wouldn't like that. But if you have oily skin or you get that shine through your T-zone, having that mattifying finish is awesome, especially when you are applying vitamin C in the morning and then you're doing sunscreen and makeup over the top. It's nice that you're not going to have slipping and sliding going around there. So now let's talk about an affordable vitamin C option because, you know, even though we've touched on why vitamin C serums typically aren't the one that you would scrimp on in your skincare routine and that it's more of an investment serum because you're paying for the technology that makes the ingredient effective without irritation, but we still need a budget option because we aren't made of money out here, okay? And so probably the affordable vitamin C that I like to recommend the most would be the Alpha H vitamin C. This one's $69.95 for a 25ml bottle. The packaging is really cute. It has that, it's very chic um, and it's got the kind of peachy pastel vitamin C tie in there. So yes, it's significantly less expensive than a serum that's in the $200 plus mark. But it's a really great affordable entry-level option if you can't commit yet to a more expensive serum or you haven't tried a vitamin C before and you want to start with something, you know, it's a bit more low commitment, this is a great option. So this one uses ethyl ascorbic acid, which is a derivative of ascorbic acid. It penetrates a bit better than regular ascorbic acid and it doesn't need as low a pH. So this is at pH 4 to 5, which means it's a lot less irritating. But it still has all those benefits of ascorbic acid. It soaks up free radicals helps with pigment, helps with collagen. It also has hyaluronic acid, which is a humectant moisturizer, which you might remember from a previous lesson if you are paying attention, students. Um, So this will hydrate your skin as well. And that is everything you need to know about vitamin C. Michelle, thank you very much for once again being an excellent teacher. I just sometimes I just feel like I'm sitting here. I'm the teacher's assistant. You're honestly the best teacher's assistant ever. I I just think I'm handing out the worksheets and telling people not to be on their phones. But thank you for all your expertise. And a little sneak peek into next week's episodes, we are talking about acids. We are talking about all the really exciting chemical exfoliants, so your AHAs, your BHAs, your PHAs. You'll find out what that is if you haven't heard about it, but also some other forms of exfoliation. So stay tuned for that and we'll see you next week. 
Thanks for listening to Skincare School. If you're a bit of a teacher's pet, you'll find links to all the extra readings and products mentioned in this episode in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe in your podcast app and you'll get a notification the second our next episode drops. And while you're there, you might as well tell us what you think about our podcast. Leave us a review and a five-star rating. And don't forget to tell everyone in your life about Skincare School because at the end of the day, we are here to serve. See you next week.